What is going on, Kingdom Church? Man, <clears throat> it is KC 2.0. And today, I'm gonna just let y'all know, I just woke up and I'm about to unload. I have been um, preparing for this and, and, and getting ready for this for the past like couple months since August. And um, we here, so I am very, very, very excited. And um, it's crazy to say that um, we're here at two years. Like it felt like not that long ago, I was just on the other side of the basement recording a little video and posting it on my IG. That was two years ago. And um, I cannot wait to get into this and I cannot wait to see what God has in store for us in this second year. But um, this one is going to be a rather longer message <laughs> because I want to talk to you about time transition and seasons the title of this whole thing is it's time to survive back in J july actually you know what let me just recap over the entire 14 months of my life to the day literally um october 10th 2021 um i was Oh my gosh, I was on my way to church. I was getting ready to go to church. And um, while I was getting ready, I, I heard God speak to me and say, um, it's payback season. And I said, hmm, payback season? What does that even mean? But he said, I am paying you back. I am rewarding you <clears throat> for your faithfulness. And um, in 2021, I had a lot of excuses to quit. A lot of them. A lot of them. But I stayed faithful. God said it's payback season. I said, okay, cool. About two and a half months later, I've been saying this all year, and I'm, I ain't even tired of it yet. December 31st, um, 2021, God spoke to me and he said 2022 would be the year to survive. And when I first heard that, I genuinely thought that this meant that this year was going to be easy and we was just going to ride through this year with no problems. But boy, was I wrong. <laughs> the definition of survive is to continue to live especially in spite of danger or hardship, which means in order to survive, you have to have a experience. Uh, I'm about to say that. In order to survive, you have to have an experience. And I don't know about you, but this year I've had a couple of experiences. I'm, okay, let me stop. In order to survive, you have to have experiences. And this year, I've had multiple encounters and multiple experiences. And um, in, in, in January, um, January 1st, by the way, hold on, let me tell y'all this. 
because um <laughs> it's gonna be fun if y'all hear a censor or something like that i ain't cussing it's just i said somebody in name and i don't want to put them out like that so that's why you, okay cool um so january 1st okay i'm down here preaching um a message titled um echo basically and um i was preaching and I didn't know this until three days later, but while I was preaching, there was somebody who was um <laughs> lying about me and about a whole it was crazy. Just lies. And um it lasted for about four days. And um in those four days I gained an insane amount of trust issues in four days how does that work I don't know but <laughs> and see the thing about that is you have two people right you have somebody that you trust and you have somebody's voice that's louder than the person that you trust <laughs> see see the person that I trust was talking but the lies was louder than the truth oh my god so you have to be very very careful when the lies get louder than the truth oh my god and and some of us live our lives with lies louder than the truth and some of you need to literally disconnect from people because they are lying and their lies are getting louder than the truth your truth God's truth because the Bible says that Jesus is the way the truth and the life okay and um in January I was like I'm done with Casey done maybe four days later God was like no you're not I said what you mean I don't want to do this he said no no no, no. preach this survive until the end of the year this has never been done before <laughs> but all year long i have been preaching survive oh my god okay um we we survived january february um 6th i preached a message called or actually the fifth because I record the day before I post so um the sixth I had recorded a video called glasses of faith in that week and the week before that um crap was happening February was um a year I mean a month where I tried to <sighs> I tried to help God out because I thought that in order for God to have kept his word and to do what he says, that means there cannot be a disconnection of communication. I thought in order for God to do survive, this would have to be an easy year and we would just ride on through it. And God was like, you need to put on the glasses of faith because you're looking at reality but <laughs> okay you're looking at reality 
And when you look and when you are looking at reality, it's discouraging your faith. So you need to stop looking through the lenses of what you actually see and put on the glasses of what I see. So 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 in February, I had to put on the glasses of faith. I had to see through I had to look at situations that were dying as if they were already alive again. I had to oh my god. I had to look through faith. I recorded that on Saturday. On a Saturday. And on that Monday, the situation that I was preaching about that was dead. Cause that message I talked about Lazarus. And I said, and I said, um, um, be careful when things seem to be dead, but God calls you to sleep. That thing looked dead, but God was like, nah, that thing just sleeping. And on Monday, that thing woke up. Oh my God, I'm getting excited already. It woke up and um, when, it, when it woke up, I'm like, God, this is really what we doing this year? God's like, yeah, we doing this. Um, about two weeks later, I'm um, I'm in in class. I, I can't remember what time of the day it was, but um, about two weeks later, I was in class, and I heard God say something. I heard God say, um, <laughs> he said, if you don't move, I'll move. I said, elaborate, please. God gave me a picture as if like, um, as if me and God is having a conversation and out of nowhere, a bear shows up. And God's like, don't move. Because if you move, you may get hurt. Because this, oh my God. Because what I'm about to do in you is going to be so heavy that if you move in the wrong direction, it can hurt you. So he said, don't move. If you don't move, I'll move. In those two weeks, that... Friendship <laughs> Somewhere in them two weeks It had Dwindled away And God said don't move Cause if you don't move I'll move I did not move And God moved But the thing about it is After all that happened I ended up moving See Oh my God, let me. After all that happened, God was like, don't move. And after I had the miracle in my hand, I got so arrogant to the point to where I moved and it fell out my hands. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, February, March. March, um, I think it was March 1st, was the first time I heard 
God say to me the word um, heal, H-E-A-L, heal. And um, when I heard that, I thought something was going to happen for me personally. But in the entire month of March, I was literally seeing people's friendships, pe people's relationships. I was seeing all of these things getting healed in front of my eyes. Like literally, I don't know if this is the same day or it might have been a different day. But literally, there was one day where I heard God um, say heal. In less than three hours, there was... Um, <laughs> there was a friendship that was um mutual friendship that that those people weren't friends anymore god spoke healed less than three hours later they <laughs> less than three hours later the friendship was healed as if nothing happened god said in april april 2nd god said it's your turn God said, it's your turn to get healed. And God said, I'm not just healing all the surface things. God said, mm -mm. God said, mm -mm. I'm going all the way down to the root of the problem. And I'm going to point out what the issue is. I said, okay. Between, I don't know the date, but between April 2nd and April 17th, I'm in the back of the car and God literally starts talking to me about myself and I'm like hold on now God no no God started talking to me about myself he said Alex you're selfish he said the reason why I had to cut ties with people because at the time I was in two um Two friendships at the time one of which the person is my best friend right now um two of them and and god was like i had to cut them off because you selfish <sighs> i'm gonna talk about it in here a little later but selfishness is toxic it's one of the many toxins that can poison your position. Oh my God. I was selfish. And because I was selfish, I poisoned my position in friendships. Mm. I poisoned my position in relationships. I poisoned my own position because of selfishness. This one friend, um, <laughs> Uh, her name is Victoria, but I call her Chris. It's a little inside joke or whatever. But um, in in April, God was like, Alex, this message is for you, not for none of them. He said, this ain't they fault. This one's on you, my boy. I've never heard anything of this nature. I'm like, okay. Um, around the last week of um. April, I heard God say, um, it's time to live. And um, the, the scripture that came to my mind is um, uh, John 5 and 8. It says, Jesus said to him, get up, take up your bed and walk. 
What does this mean? There is a point in the healing process where it is okay to be dependent on people. But there is another part in your healing process where you just got to get up and live. <laughs> and and I was um and I had I had um I had told myself I said if these two friendships will get up and live, I'm good for man. Me and um Victoria weren't friends at the time. I said, "Oh my god, okay." Um I'm walking down the hallway and this this kind of funny. I am walking down the hallway going to the last class of the day, the Friday before May, cuz I'm like, "God, in this is about to be a lot." So, so so her birthday is actually May 1st. And so <clears throat> And so I was like, okay, God, I know how I'm going to do this. And um, I'm walking down the hallway, and I'm just thinking. I said, God, they don't even know that in the next couple days, we about to step in something <laughs> that's about to cause, that's, that is about to cause dead things to come alive again. I'm walking down the hallway. I said that God stopped me. He said, wait, wait, wait. Healing ain't over yet. Be careful when God gives you a word for the future and you try to rush on it. The Bible says, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has problems of its own. But, oh God. But instead, just worry about what you got to do now. Worry about here. So I was like, okay. May 1st, it fell on a Sunday. And I want y'all to understand, like, we, like, like, <laughs> like, we so were not friends at the time. And, like, I'm like, I was scared to do this. And I'm like, God, what if this fall through? God said, do it. I said, okay. It was her birthday. I texted her, happy birthday. And just as what happened in March, happened in April. In March, people were getting healed. R friendships were getting healed as if nothing ever happened. In April, I mean in May, my own um, um, friendships got healed and started to live as if nothing ever happened. And so, um, text her happy birthday. We got cool again. My best friend today. Um, around the, I can't remember what week it was, like probably the second or third week of May, I heard God tell me to talk to the other person. I said, um, that one's dangerous. <laughs> like, I mean, it's cool talking to Victoria and all that, but this one's dangerous. <laughs> like, like I could probably get it. Nah, but, um, <clears throat> I was like. This one kind of dangerous. God said, no, 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 do it. I went to my best friend at the time. <laughs> Not gonna name no names. But um, I went to my best friend at the time. And I was like, God told me. Or I didn't say God told me. I said, I feel like I should um text this person. And then, and then, 
she responded and said, um, basically she said, no, no, no. If she wanted to be friends with you, she she would text you. She if she, that's on her. I said, nah, that ain't right. I went back to God about it. God said, text her. I said, um, not during the week. Because if I do that during the week, if this all fall through, then um, I'm going to be looking stupid the next day. So I said, I'm going to do it on Friday. Let that mug simmer for a couple of days and then pop back up. I did it. And um, the words that I received cannot be repeated on this uh, YouTube channel. But the thing is, <laughs> I can't even say it. Can't be repeated. But it was because of my actions. And I was like, okay, it's cool. Um, on Monday, we <laughs> ride the same bus together. So on, on that Monday, we were getting off the bus and normally when this person is around me, I can feel like the tension in the room. Like the atmosphere shifts. It's like, I don't even gotta see him walk in. But as soon as I can feel it. And so this day, I don't feel that. I feel an, an insane amount of peace walking behind me. And it took everything in me not to turn around. Cause I literally felt peace walking up behind me. And I said, God, what in the world is walking behind? Who is walking behind me? And I could hear their voice, but I didn't want to turn around because I'm like, Did, what is going on? And so um, ended up going into the into the um, cafeteria for breakfast or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we were sitting. Um, one seat apart there was somebody in between us and um she she ended up sitting next to me for about five minutes and we wasn't even saying nothing i was i was literally looking at the ceiling and god spoke to me and god said get used to this i said okay i'm gonna get used to this because in the next couple weeks something gonna happen that same day, <laughs> we we were riding the bus back home, and we sat together on the bus, and we actually had a conversation without any words that cannot be repeated on this YouTube channel. <laughs> and um, I got back home, I came down here, and I checked my IG. She she was like, "We cool?" I was like, "Of course, yes, we are." You don't that's a, that's a, you don't even have to ask. Of course, but um, I want y'all to see this. Because <laughs> my best friend at the time was like, nah, don't do that. If I would have listened to that person, I would not have this testimony to tell today. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful who you let influence your actions. Because the wrong person influencing your actions can end you up in a worse place that you're already in i had to listen to god and listening to god ain't easy 
I wouldn't be lying to you. I would be lying to you if I told you. Hold on, because I'm not about to do this. I would be lying to you if I told you that um that I did not doubt at all this year. I'm not about to do this with this tape today. I would be lying to you if I told you that that I did not at all that I did not doubt at all this year. Cause I did. I doubt. I big boy doubt it too. Um. Okay. God gave me a um a passage of um a couple of things in the month of May to build on with the word live. Um, and I'm gonna talk about it today, and then I'm gonna jump into this mess, y'all. This. Oh, Jesus. Okay. If uh, Ezekiel chapter thirty-seven, four through 10 this is what um this is what i felt like um god was wanting me to do in the month of may all right and this is a prophet talking to dry bones and in the context he's talking to dry bones but i refer to it as a dry whatever fill in the blank dry friendship dry bank account dry uh uh whatever the case may be dry is not alive no more. And so I, I applied this to multiple situations. And I'm going to just give it to you today because I didn't really preach about it in May. But I'm going to do it today, okay? It says, He said to me, Prophesy considering these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Pause. You have to have a conversation with whatever is dead. You have to spark some type of faith into the dry bones. It says, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says to these bones. I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. I will put tendons on you, make flesh grow on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you so that you come to life then you will know that i am the lord pause you have to speak by faith and prophesy to these bones these bones are not just going to get up and come together offer no word god spoke the earth into existence he ain't thinking he spoke it okay I didn't think anything this year. I spoke this year. This year I spoke into situations that were dead and they live today. I spoke. Okay. Okay. I, I spoke. Hmm. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Earlier this year, God spoke to me <laughs> and said, this is going to be for the glory of God, but for the benefit of you. I said, huh? He said, this year I am going to get glory out of your story. But you are going to get benefited off of it. I said, okay. Do what you please. <laughs> so I prophesied as I was commanded. While I was prophesying, there was a noise. A rattling sound. And the bones came together, bone to bone. As I'm talking to the situation... To the person 
I can see everything getting mended together. I can see, and the thing about this is, somewhere else in the in the um passage, it said the the bodies were slain. They were like this means they were they were of course they were dead, probably murdered, but but they were slain. I got an arm over there, an arm over here, probably a leg over there, like everywhere, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Uh, and I saw tendons. Tendons. Tendons holds bones together. See, it's one thing to put bones. It's one thing to to put bones together, but in order for it to stay together, you have to put tendons on it. Okay. In order to put the friendship back together. It needs to have something stable to hold it together. Okay. Flesh grew and skin covered them. Mm. But there was no breath in them. You think your friendship alive? It's standing. It's still dead. We are at the end of this year. And some people are holding on to relationships and friendships that, that you think are still alive. They standing all right. It ain't breathing. It's very much dead. <laughs> like ain't it ain't no breath in them bones. Okay. He said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man, say to it. This is what the Lord God says, breath come from the four winds and breathe into the slain so that they may live. Live, live, live. Um so I prophesied as as he commanded me oh my god i prophesied as he commanded me the breath entered them and they came to life and stood on their feet as a vast army in may i said um i said at the end of this year that last sentence is going to be the the picture of this year the last part of the last sentence says so they came to life and stood on their feet as a vast army. That's what it looks like today for me. A lot of friendships died this year. You know, there are literally 90% of the friendships that I am in today. 90% of the friendships that I am in today should have died months, if not years ago. But because God gave me a word of survive and I didn't just keep it selfish and keep it to this one little situation, but I applied that thing on everything. Okay. And today we are standing up on our feet as a vast army. Okay. Go to John 10 10 because this this had to give me some encouragement over over man It says the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy I have come So that you may have life and have it in abundance This means the only reason why Jesus came To the earth 
was so that we could have life. God didn't come to earth for us to have dry finances, dry friendships, dry relationships, dry this and dry. God came so that we may have life. Not just physical life, eternal life, but life on earth. He don't want you to be happy. See, people make... I'm going to talk about it. Yes, I am. People make Christianity seem like um, it's a struggle when it don't have to be. I'm going to talk about it. And um, you... Oh, my God. I'm going to get in trouble for this. But a lot of people get mad when they see Christians... Succeeding You have this Oh my god You envy Christians As a Christian You envy other Christians Cause they live in their life good But you don't know how to prioritize Your stuff So now you got envy running all through Your veins Looking at this Christian and that person and this person and that person and you not just jealous you envy them Because you want what they got You you even go as far as wanting what they want Like it don't have to be this way Jesus did not die on a tree For us to live like this I'm gonna say it because ain't nobody else gonna say it. Jesus did not die on a tree for us to live a sad Christian life. He died so that we may have life. And life. More abundantly. <sighs> June. Lost it again. I said God. What are you doing? I'm in Mississippi in July. And um. While I'm in Mississippi. I really hear God telling me something's about to happen. I got the title, It's Time to Survive, while I was in Mississippi. Because I, I really felt like God was telling me something about to happen, Alex. And I'm like, okay. Um, August, I'm asleep. And I have a dream. And in my dream, I am... Um, <clears throat> in my dream, it was as if I had texted somebody. And... And the message didn't go through as if they had like blocked me or something. And I was like, hmm. Mm -mm. I'm not about to hold this mic. Uh, but um, it was as if they had blocked me or something like that. And I'm like, mm hmm. And um, God was like, watch me work this one out. God said, you're, you're not going to have any participation in this miracle. This is going to be all on me. So I said, September is the month for us to watch God work it out. Nothing happened in September. September 25th, I heard God speak overflow. And God said, October is going to be the month of the open heaven. And there's going to be an overflow. Both of those words happen in November. God said, watch me work it out. Two days after my birthday, I'm, 
I'm in the kitchen, washing dishes, listening to gospel music, and questioning the existence of a God, period. Like, I'm telling you, I was in deep, deep doubt. You thought you doubted God? I'm like, I'm literally questioning the existence of a God, period. And um, I, I ran over to my phone because my phone was on D&D. &D, and so I swiped down to see if somebody had texted me or something like that. And um, while I was washing dishes, the person that I haven't talked to since May texted me. And I said... I'm, I'm literally in a mindset of doubting and I see that and I go we doing this? Because all year I had hints but the reality could never let me see through faith. So although I had faith I was too busy Looking through what I saw rather than what he saw. And um November there were a lot of um friendships that were dead that came back to life. I didn't even ask for it. I was really in overflow. There were so many, I can count it, y'all. There were so many people. There are so many people today that I should not be friends with right now. Friendship should have died months ago. Me and Victoria, my best friend, we should not be friends right now. At all. She also said words that can't be repeated on this YouTube channel. But like we like this should not we should not be friends at this point. But because God is a man of his word, I am standing today, December 10th, 2022. I am standing in overflow and I can say that he did what he said. Survive wasn't just a thing that I thought of. No, 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 baby. God did what he said. See, people all this year, people was probably skeptical of me because I was doing stuff and saying stuff that was like, bruh, you crazy. I remember in fifth period last school year, I was having a conversation with somebody and I was like, watch how by November, this situation and this friendship that I'm in that is dead right now, I said, watch how it's alive. November 3rd, it came to life. God did what he said. See, it's a different type of feeling of having God say something and it actually happened. I'm going to talk about it. It is a different type of feeling. I, last night, I was talking to my brother, and um, and I was like, Leo, I said, I said, bro, 
looking back at this year, all of the friendships that I am in today, I should not even be in them. The position that I am in right now, I shouldn't be here. Uh-oh. Somebody better get on to that. I should not. We shouldn't be here today. But because of what God said and what God did, we are standing here as a vast army. He did what he said. He did what he said. Y'all, I can't shake it. I didn't mess around and started. But he did what he said. He ain't never gonna fail. He, he is a man of his word. And he does what he says. Um, October was the month of overflow. And around the second week of November, God was like, it's time for the unthinkable. And indeed it happened. It was so unthinkable to the point of people that I forgot about texted me. Friendships that I forgot about. Some, some of them, I ran to them, but others of them, they ran to me. I am... I ain't gonna get enough of saying it. Y'all may get annoyed of it, but I don't care. I am literally in a position where I should not be here. I don't know about y'all, but I got one of them testimonies. I should not be here. I, I, I'm I should not be up here preaching this today. Phys I should not be doing this, but because God did what he said, I have a reason to do this. I have a reason to praise God. God has been good to me. I told, I told God before I came down here, I said, today is all for you. For weeks and weeks, I have been preparing for this moment to tell you about what God has done this year. T today was the day that I gave God praise. And I, made a, and I made God a promise at the beginning of the year. I'm like, I'm not going to get glory out of this. You are. Why are you and Victoria still friends today? God. Why are you and friends today? God, oh my God. Why are you and 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 <laughs> and this person still friends today? God. Why are you and oh my God. Why are you and still cool? God. It was nobody but Jesus. I'm about to get happy in here. It was nobody but God. It it's so vast to the point to where I can't even take credit for it. It's so crazy to the point to where I can't even take credit for it. It was all God. Oh my God. It was all God. This year, it was nothing but Jesus. I'm about to get happy in here. It was nothing but God. I am standing here because 
of what God did. This ain't nothing I did. This is because of what God did and because of what God said. I am standing here today because of what God did. Oh my God. God did. God did it. This ain't on me. God did it. Oh my God. I'm, I, I can't shake it, y'all. Because it would be so prideful of me to stand up here and take credit for it as if I did it. Mm -mm. No, no, no. God did it. This ain't got nothing to do with Alexander. This is all because of Jesus. <laughs> okay, let me stop because I'm about to get started in here. <laughs> oh my God. God did it. Okay. So, December, or back in July, I heard God say the latter part of this year, the second half of this year, it's going to be time to survive. God told me December was going to be the month of survive. December is going to be the month where we hold the promises that God has kept for us at the beginning of the end of last year, beginning of this year. This is the month where we hold it. And have you seen pictures of people that's like holding like seven uh, Grammys and all this other stuff? And they like, I don't even know how, how I got here. I just did one little thing. And I ended up with awards that, that I can't even hold them all. That's what I'm feeling right now. I had one little encounter with Jesus. One. Just one. And it changed 14 months of my life. People would say, this year been the worst year for me. This year has been the best year for me. Because not only did God say something, but he did what he said. There were multiple instances where I doubted, like, deep, deep. Can this happen? But I'm standing here today. And I can say with boldness, we survived this year, baby. I know the year ain't fully over yet, but I got enough confidence to have faith to say it even though the year ain't over. We survived. Okay, I'm going to get to my actual message now. We in here 40 minutes. That was not my message. Okay. To the actual message, it's that time. Point number one, it may not be on the screen, but it's time. It's that time. Whatever you have been waiting on God to do, I am, oh my God, it is time. Whatever you have been waiting on God to do, it's time. Okay. See, the Bible talks about time, and, and I'm going to talk about it. Go to um, Ecclesiastes 3, um, verse 1 through 8, or it's on the screen. It says, there is an occasion for everything. Or there is an time for everything. There is an occasion for everything and a time for every activity under heaven. Hmm. A time to give birth and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down 
And a time to build. Yo, that one right there. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to avoid embrace. A time to search and a time to count as lost. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to, te to tear and a time to sow. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. It's that time. Whatever you've been waiting on God to do, it's time. I come to tell you, KC, second year anniversary, today is your day. Because it's that time. For God to do whatever you've been waiting on, it's time. Okay. But but I got a question. Because um, I'm going to need you to really evaluate what's going on in your surroundings. What time is it in your life? Like, if it's... If, is it a time to give birth? Is it a time to die? Is it a time to plant? Is it a time to uproot? Is it a time to kill? Is it a time to heal? Is it a time to tear down or is it a time to build up? Is it a time to weep or is it a time to laugh? Is it a time to mourn or is it time to dance? Like what time is it in the time zone of your life? One thing I love about time is that right now it is um, 10.43 a.m. Central Standard Time. In ATL, it's, it's 11. In Montana, it's 9 o'clock. In LA, it's like, what, nine, 8 o'clock. In, um, in UK, it's probably already tomorrow. At the time it is being aired. It's like tomorrow already. So, I will never, being in Central Standard Time, I will never be in the same time zone as New York. It's different time zones. Me being out, me being Alex, I'll never be in the time zone. Or maybe I will, but but I will not be in the time zone of you most likely. Because the season that I'm going through is probably the total opposite of what you're going through. Right now, see, in this thing, it says a time to tear down and a time to build. Right now, I am getting prepared because it's about to be a time to build in my life. I'm about to give y'all the word for 2023. Don't worry. But it's about to be the time to build. Do you hear me? So, so, so what time is it in your time zone? For me, it's time to build. It may be a time to laugh. It may be a time to embrace it. Evaluate what time it is in your life. Because the worst thing you can do. And see the season of your life and completely ignore it. I know it's about to be time for me to build. But if I go out here and start um, gathering stones or throwing stones, it's like, bruh, you're disobedient. And the Bible says disobedience is as witchcraft. So when you evaluate the time it is in your life and you see, oh, it's a time for me to laugh. Don't hold back on your laughing. Oh, it's a time for me to cry and get all these tears up out of here. 
do it. Do not be disobedient to the timing of God. Okay. Ephesians 5, 15, 17. It says, look carefully then how you walk. So, 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 so pay more, pay more attention than to how you walk. Because no, some of us just walk. We don't even pay attention anyway. But look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Make the best use of the time. Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't be foolish. Do not be foolish at the end of this year. Understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be foolish at the end of this year going into next year. We are like 21 days away. Or we have like 21 days from the time of recording this. Like 21 days left of the year. Do not be disobedient to the timing of God. Okay. Daniel chapter 2 verse 21. And then we're going to go into talking about David. And then we're going to get out of here. Alright. Um, I capped. We're going to talk about some more stuff. Then we're going to get up out of here. Daniel chapter 2 verse 21. It says he changes times and seasons. God is the person that orchestrates the times and the seasons of your life. The reason that I'm in a time to build is not because of me. This is because of God. I have nothing to do with this. This is all because of God. God changes times and seasons. He removes kings and set kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. God is the one who changes times and seasons. This ain't got nothing to do with you. This is on God. Okay. I'm about to stay on this for a while. Let's go to um, 1 Samuel chapter 15, 10 through 13. Then we're going to go 16 through 28. It's on the screen. Okay. So we're going 10 through 13 first. 1 Samuel... 1 Samuel chapter 15, 10 through 13, all right? It says, Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel, saying, I regret that I made Saul king. Hmm. For he has turned away from me, for, for he has turned away from following me, and, he, and has not carried out my commands. He was disobedient. Disobedient. Uh, never mind. Samuel was angry over Saul's failure. He cried out to the Lord all night. When Samuel got up early in the morning to meet Saul, he was told, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up for, for himself uh, a, a monument. My fault. I, oh my gosh. A monument. Um, then he turned and, and went on and went down to, to Galga. I think that's what it says. So, so Samuel came to Saul and Saul said to him, blessed are you 
Blessed are you for the Lord. I have carried out the Lord's command. Or I had carried out the command of the Lord. Then Saul, then Samuel said to Saul, Saul, stop. And let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. This is verses 16 through 28. Um, last night, Saul said to him, speak. Saul said, it is not true that even though you were small in your own eye, you were made in the hand of the tribes of Israel. And the Lord anointed you king over Israel. And the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go totally destroy the sinners. The, the Amalekites, I think that is. And fight against them until they are eliminated. Okay. Why did you not obey the voice of the Lord? I'm asking you that. Why did you not obey the voice of the Lord? You know what time it is. You know what time it is. Why are you not obeying the voice of the Lord? Okay. It says, but instead, stoop down to the plunder and did evil in the sight of the Lord Saul said to Samuel I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and had gone on on the mission on which the Lord sent me and, ha and have brought back <clears throat> these words are I ain't even gonna try to wreck my brain of uh, Amnicus Amalekah, okay, <laughs> and and totally destroyed the Amalekites, but the people took took some of the soil, sheep and oxen, the the best of the things that were to be totally destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord, your God at Galga, I think that is. Um, Samuel said. Has the Lord as great as a daylight and burnt offerings as a sacrifice and in obedience to the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice uh. and to heed is better than, than the fat of rams. Uh-oh. And rebellion, disobedience, is as serious as the sin of of um, divination, which is fortune telling. That's witchcraft. Okay, um, and disobedience is as serious as false is as is as serious as false religion and idolatry, which is idols. Because you have rejected the voice of the Lord. He also has rejected you as king. Pause. What happens when it's the time to sit down? It was cute 
when you were king. It was cute. But now it's time to sit down. Saul poisoned his position because of disobedience and rebellion. Mm. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the command of the Lord in your words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now please pardon my sin and return with me so that I may worship the Lord. But Saul said to Samuel, I will not return with you, for you have been rejected. For you have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you hmm. from being king over Israel. As Saul turned to go away, as Samuel turned to go away, Saul, gra Saul grabbed the hem of his robe to stop him, and it tore. So, so Samuel said to him, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to your neighbors who is better than you. Seriously, what happens when it is time for you to sit down? It's cute when you, you know, um, king, you, you got your own business and whatever is popping, but you make one disobedient step and it's time for you to sit down. What will you do when the time comes for you to take your seat? That right there is heavy. What will you do when it's time for you to take your seat? Some of us will get mad. God, I've been working at this for years. You ain't telling me to take my seat. God is telling you. For some people, and this is your, this is your clear uh, sign. You've been praying for God to give you a sign. Here it is. You know God's telling you to sit down and calm down. But, but you are, um, uh, you just want to keep on going. You constantly doing something. You don't want to rest. You constantly doing something. Constantly doing. God's like, rest. Literally this year, God had to give me a time to rest. Because I was constantly doing stuff, constantly trying to do stuff, constantly trying to do this with it. And, and God had to say, Alex, just rest. Because, okay, never mind. <clears throat> I'm not going to preach about this, but um, rest is a weapon. Man, like, I ain't gonna talk about it. Jesus, I mean, yeah, Jesus, um, uh, um, um, spoke the world into existence, did all that good stuff, created animals, trees, birds, people, and on the seventh day, he did what? He rested. If God rests on the seventh day which we call that the sabbath what do you think you you really think you don't need to rest 
if the God of the universe has to rest, you think you don't have to rest? Or he may not have to have rested, but he rested. If, if the God of the universe rested, what makes you think you don't have to rest? He took time away. He said, okay, I need to rest. All right. Now, now we're going to go on to where they find David. So go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. We're going to go verses 32 to 51. It's a lot of reading, but we're going to do this. We're going we gonna to make it work. All right. Okay. Don't worry about... Oh, this is this is where um they had David fought Goliath. Y'all, I'm about to... Okay. Um, don't worry about this... Philistine, this ain't on the screen because I added this in there last night. Um, don't worry about this Philistine. David told Saul, I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul. <laughs> Saul replied, there, there's no way you can fight this. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and, and possibly win. You're only a boy. Uh-oh. And he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goat. He said, when a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. Mm. I've done this to both lions, tigers, and bears. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too. Mm. For he has defi def defined the, the, the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Mm. So finally, um, uh, uh, consented, consented, y'all. I'm just woke up. Consented, okay. Um, all right. Go ahead, he said. You may and and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet, and a coat of mail. David put it on, stripped the so stripped the sword oh sh stripped the sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like. For he had never worn such things before. I can't go in these. He protested to Saul. I am I'm not used to these. So David took them off again. And picked up five smooth stones from a string. And put them into his, into his shepherd's bag. Then armed. Then armed only with his his shepherd's staff and a sling. He started across 
he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Goliath walked out towards David. And walked, walked out towards David with his shield bearing ahead of him. Shearing in, 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 com in contempt. Okay? And his gutty, rut, ruddy-faced boy. At this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog? <laughs> he roared at David. Then you come to me with a stick. And he cursed David by the words of his God. And words that cannot be repeated on this YouTube channel. Come over here. And I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals. Goliath yelled. David replied to the Philistine. <laughs> he said, you come to me with a sword, spear, and javelin. I think that is. But I come to you in the name of the Lord. Of, of, of heaven's armies. The Lord... Of the armies of Israel, whom you have defined today, the Lord will conquer you. I will kill you and cut your head off. Because that's normal. But, but, I'm going to try to see what happened there. David, this is, so, so, so David, um, just spoke by faith he said the lord will conquer you and i will kill you and cut your head off this giant is probably three times david's size david probably is shorter than me and i ain't even that tall and he said i'm gonna take your head okay and then I will give your dead bodies. I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals. This dude is gangsta. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people. But not with sword or spear. But this is the Lord's battle. Uh-oh. See, never mind. I can't even go there. This is the Lord's battle. Mm -hmm. And he will give you to us. As Goliath moved closer to attack David, David quickly ran out to meet him, reached into his bag, took out a stone. He, he, hurled, it, um, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead in the middle of his head <laughs> the stone sunk in it went deep into his head too and Goliath uh, stumbled and fell face down on the ground so David then, so, so David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone for he had no sword. Then David ran, ran over, and pu and pulled Goliath's sword 
and David used it to cut, to kill him and cut his head off. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and ran. Alex, why did you put this in here? Because a lot of us are going to have to have encounters where we face giants. And we have to speak by faith to the giant of jealousy and envy. Today, I'm going to kill you and cut your head off. This is gruesome. Your sin is trying to kill you anyways. Sin is toxic. And if you take as, as if you take a, 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 a drop of toxic, of toxin, and you drink that, it can be like a little drop. That drop can eat your insides out. I know this is nasty and all this stuff, but this is what sin does. You can take one little drop of sin and it starts eating at your soul. It, start, it, start, it starts eating at your desire to do right. It starts eating at your desire to read the Bible. It starts eating at your desire to do right. It starts eating at your desire to please God. It starts eating at your desire to do all this. So you have to tell sin. You ain't going to conquer me today. But today, I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to cut your head off. Today, sin has no more control over me. I'm killing it today. Okay. Uh, okay. I think this is... Okay, so we're going to 1 Samuel chapter 16. I put that in the wrong place. I should have put that under this. But, hey, it's... So what I just read should be under this, but, hey. Um... 1 Samuel 16, 1 through 23. And um, we got a couple more things and we're going to get up out of here. All right. Um, almost done. Promise. Kind of. Um, okay. The Lord said to, to Samuel, how, how long will you grieve for Saul? When I, when, okay. When, when I have rejected him as king over Israel, fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse, for, for I have chosen a king for myself among the sons. But, but, but Samuel said, how can I go? When Saul hears about it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, take a, 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 a cow, I think that is, from the herd with you and say, I come I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. You shall invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you and I will show you what you shall do after that. And you shall anoint for me the one whom I designate. So Samuel does what the Lord says and came to Bethlehem and the elders of the city came trembling to meet him and said, do you come in peace? And he said, and he said, 
and he said in peace I have come to sacrifice to the Lord um consecrate yourselves and come with me to the to to the to the sacrifice good Lord he also consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the to the sacrifice so this happened when they had come he he looked at Il, Il, I don't I don't know the eldest son and thought surely the Lord's the Lord's anointed is before him but the Lord said to Samuel do not look at his appearance or his height for his stature or his for his stature because I have rejected him for the Lord says not as men see for the Lord sees not as men see for men look at the outward appearance but the Lord looks at the heart Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel but Samuel said to Jesse the Lord has not chosen any one of these next Jesse had one of his sons pass by and Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen him either. Then Jesse called another one of his sons, because I'm not about to try to say these names, and had him pass before Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Then Samuel said to Jesse, Are all of your sons here? Jesse replied, There is, there is one still left, the youngest, he is tending to the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, send a word and bring him because, because we will not sit down and eat. We will not sit down to eat the, sacri the sacrificial meal until he comes here. Okay. So, so Jesse sent a word and brought him in. Now he had a ruddy complexion, kind of black. Um, nah, uh, with, with, with beautiful eyes and a handsome appearance, the Lord said to, to Samuel, arise, anoint him for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forth. And Samuel arose and went to Rima. Now the spirit of God departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord, good God Almighty, an evil spirit from the Lord tormented and terrified him. Saul's servant said to him, Behold, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord now Command your servants who are here before you to find a man who plays skillfully on the heart. And when the evil spirit from God is on you, he shall play the harp with his hands and you will be well. <laughs> so Saul told his servants, find me a man who plays well. Bring him to me. One of the young, one of the young men said, 
said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, who is a skillful musician, a brave and competent man, a warrior. Um, in a warrior, discerning in speech, and a handsome man. And the Lord is with him. So Saul sent message to, to Jesse and said, Send me David, your son, who is with the flock. Jesse took a donkey, loaded, loaded with bread, and a jug of wine. Uh-oh. That is getting a little... Nah, let me stop. And a young goat and sent them to, to, to Saul. And David, his son... And David, his son. Then David came to Saul and, uh, and attended him. Saul loved him greatly. And, and later David became his armor bearer. And Saul sent, message, sent word to Jesse saying, Please let your son be my attendant for he has found favor in my sight. So it came about that whenever the evil spirit from God was on Saul, David took a harp and played and played it with his hands so Saul would be refreshed and be well and the evil spirit would leave him it's crazy because this okay the anointing of God is off of Saul and an evil spirit from God is tormenting Saul David is already anointed king, but he's not seated in the position of being king. He has the title and the anointing of a king, but he can't sit on the throne yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's go to 2 Samuel 5, 1 through 4. Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at at Hebron, Hebron, and said, Behold, we are your bone and your flesh. And in times past, when Saul was king over us, it was you who led Israel out to war and brought Israel and brought Israel into battle. It was the Lord told and the Lord told you, you shall shepherd my people, Israel, and be ruler over them. So all the elders of the of the of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them and at Hebron and before the Lord. <laughs> and they anointed him king over Israel. David was thirty years old. Before he was 30 years old when he became king and he resigned for 40 years. I'm gonna tell y'all something, it may hurt, but I'm gonna just be real with you. Do not, do not overstay your visit. Imagine if Saul would have got mad. And been like, nah, I'm mistaken. The worst thing you can do is overstay your visit in a position that's temporary. You think I'm going to sit and survive? I mean, I'm going to keep the word. It's going to be great encouragement. I'm going to keep the word and I'm going to use it. But you think I'm about to sit here until I die? No. 
this was a visit. This ain't my designated spot. The worst thing you can do is overstay your visit. That's disobedience to God. Okay. Transition takes time. When, when, when Samuel found David, David was a little boy. Now he's 30 years old. Transition takes time. You can uh, Sometimes you're just going to have to wait. You're just going to have to wait. You ain't got no other option but to wait. <laughs> um, oh God. This is something that God gave me while I was, um, away from the tubes of you and, um, YouTube. And, um, this may not fit in the context of this, but I just want to say it, and it may hit hard. But, um, it's this. The only reason why you don't have what you could have is because you have what you're not supposed to have. Imagine if David would have been like, you know what? This taking too long. I'm going to go try to be king of another tribe or whatever. The only reason why some of us don't have what we could have is because we have cheap replicas that's taking up too much space. The only reason why you can't get a... Oh my God, I'm about to say something. The only reason why you can't get real friendships back is because you got fake. It's because you got fake counterfeit things that's a replica because you don't want to fit. You just want something to make you feel good. But the only reason why you cannot get the promise of God is because you are holding on to fake counterfeits that can't even produce nothing for you. You are literally gathering counterfeits. Counterfeit friendship. You don't even like them. You just. You don't even like them. But you just want something to fill a void. When all you have to do. Is pray. And get God to fill the void. Okay. Mm, yeah it's going to be tight. I'm going to stay on it. Because you have so much counterfeit around you that you can't even tell what's real. We got the diamond tester. We know. We very much can tell that that friendship ain't real. But, but you're substituting what God actually wants. And you know, you're putting a counterfeit above what God actually wants for you. You know you're supposed to be over there, but because you, oh my God, but because you and your feel, and you don't want to do that because of that person and how they made you feel and all this, you will literally rob yourself of an opportunity of having something that God promised you solely because you just don't want to be bothered. So you would rather sit in a counterfeit then receive what God actually has for you you know good and well you ain't supposed to be sitting there but because of you 
Um, oh God, cause I'm sitting in it too. You are holding counterfeit replicas because you just can't wait on God. You, it's taking too long. Baby, the only reason why you can't get the promise is because you have a counterfeit. At this point, God's waiting on you. You have to surrender your counterfeit. I had to do, I literally had to give up counterfeits. Why? Not because I wanted to, but because I couldn't have received the promise of God unless I released what I was holding that wasn't what God wanted. The only reason why I am in friendships right now that I shouldn't be in is because I let go of counterfeits. If I would have held on to them close and be like, yeah, this feels good, it would have been, oh my God, it wouldn't have been good for nobody. But I had to release the counterfeit to surrender it to God so that I could get my promise. I'm telling you, it was hard, but I dare not walk another step with a counterfeit in my hand. Because what will happen is my promise will get prisoned and I won't see my promise for decades because some people are 40, 50, 60 years old that they still haven't seen the promises of God yet because they are settled with counterfeits. They've been settled with counterfeits for two decades, three decades, four decades. You know you ain't supposed to be there, but it makes you feel good. Counterfeits do that to you. It do that. But you'll really know when something real when it's from God. I'm telling you now. Get rid of your counterfeit. Get rid of it. It ain't gonna it, it's not it's not gonna be pleasant. Get rid of it. At the top of this year, the beginning of this year. God brought a um <laughs> a like analogy to my head. And the analogy was like um God has to break you to make you. Catch this. If I wanted to build a house on this foundation, I would have to first tear this house down and probably dig up the foundation so that I can rebuild on top of it. And what God has been doing this year is God has literally been deconstructing friendships, relationships, friendships, businessships because your foundation is not on God. In this year, and in this year, God had to literally dig up the foundation because our foundation wasn't built on God. Our foundation is built on jealousy. See, this is biblical. Some of y'all may not even know that. But the Bible says we are born into sin. So our default foundation of a friendship and of a relationship, when we come into this world, our default foundation is jealousy. Our default foundation is pride.
Our default foundation is lust. Lust ain't always gotta be um, um, romantical or sexual or anything like that. You can literally lust over a pair of shoes. You can lust over a purse. You, you can lust over food. So, so, so our foundation ain't on God. So, so, so go to uh, Hosea chapter 6 verse 1. It says, come, let's return to the Lord. For he has, hold on. It says, come, let's return to the Lord. For he, the Lord, has torn us. But he will heal us. Mm. He has wounded us and he will bind up our wounds. God did it. Don't try to blame it on the devil. I'm telling you, God had to tear down my, my, my friendship with Chris. Literally. God had to tear that down completely because of my foundation. God had to pull me out of friendships because my foundation was selfishness. God said, you can't build anything on a selfish ground. It's like building on quicksand. But it's our default. So this year, God had to pull me out of friendships with this person and pull me out of a friendship with Victoria. All because my foundation was selfishness. And it would have been intoxicating for me to stay there and act like everything's okay and everything's good and continue on when I'm in control of the friendship because I'm selfish. So this year, God literally has been, and you can literally apply this to anything. God has literally been deconstructing things, tearing things that we are back on ground zero. Literally, we back on ground zero. We are only, at this point, there is no house on this foundation. Uh, the foundation of my friendships and stuff like that, it's just the foundation. I ain't built no house yet. I'm just get the word for 2023 is um construction. 2023, we are going into construction. We are going to have to build back friendships, build back relationships, build the church again. We're gonna have to go into construction in in this next year. But but we can't build anything without a blueprint. In the next, what, we got like two more weeks left of this year? In the next two weeks, you bets to get you a blueprint of what you're building. Because one of the worst things you can do is show up to a construction site clueless. January 1st, we're stepping into a construction site. I'm building back up my friendship with this person. I'm building back up my friendship with this person. I'm building back up my friendship with this person and this person. 2023 is the year of construction. I'm telling you, mark my word. I literally have told y'all what's happened this year. God gave me a word to survive and it came to pass. I'm telling you now. 
that 2023 is the year of construction. I'm going to give y'all a couple things. We almost out of here. Proverbs 24, 3 through 4 says, By wisdom a house is built. By understanding it is established. By knowledge rooms are filled with all precious and present and pleasant riches. By wisdom a house is built. By wisdom a house is built. By understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled. So next year I'm going to be preaching and I'm going to be giving y'all wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Because we, we are entering a construction site. Y'all don't, don't believe me, but I'm telling you, January 1st at midnight, we are walking into a construction site. For some of us, it's going to take longer than others to build things. Because I may be building something for this that I ain't got to build for this. This one may be a skyscraper. This one may be a doggy house. It's just a blueprint is it's just what God. Okay, so a blueprint of what we need to do in this next year is just what God wants to happen. That's all it is. We are building what God wants. We are building a house, a, 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 a church. We are building the church back up into a state of where, of where God wants it to be. We are building friendships back up into a state of where God wants it to be. We're not building on our own understanding. We're getting a blueprint from heaven. And we are looking at everything that God wants and that God desires. And we are building what God wants. Your okay, I can't even go. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're doing next year. We're bringing heaven to earth. We are building earth as it is in heaven. Mark my words. We are building earth as it already is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Let it be here on earth. If my friendship looking like this in heaven, it's going to look like this on earth next year. If my finances looking like this in heaven, it's going to look like this on earth next year. If this, if Casey looking like this in heaven, it's going to look like this on earth. I'm telling you, we are going to have to get a blueprint of what God wants. So we have understanding of what we're building. We're not just clueless. We're building the will of God. This ain't just, we're not handling Plato. We are building something that, huh, we are building something that will be able to be sustainable and it will last. We're not building nothing that's going to be blown away in a hurricane. We building something stable. We, oh my God. We're not building something that just flows away in a tornado. We are building something stable. Why is it stable? Because it's on the foundation of the kingdom of God. Our house is built on the kingdom of God. I got to give y'all Proverbs, for, same chapter, Proverbs 24, but let's jump down to verse 27. 
prepare your work outside. Get ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. God, this year, had to pull us out of some things. It says, prepare your work outside. And while you outside of the friendship, get ready to rebuild. See, some of y'all, let me, let me say this. Some of y'all are still um, waiting on the promise of God. But I'm telling you, survive ain't just limited to 2022. It can happen January 1st, 2023. It can happen March 23rd, 2023. It can literally happen at any time. But the thing is, while you outside, get ready to build. While you outside, get a blueprint of what you about to build. While you are outside, get prepared for the work you're about to go into. Mm -hmm. Prepare your work outside. Get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. The only reason why God pulled you out of that situation is because you got to get ready to build. And, 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 and it's not building. We're not building nothing that's not going to be stable. It's going to be stable. Okay. I got to give y'all a point. Okay. Um. <laughs> when your house is built on the kingdom of God, everything else will flourish. And it's crazy because it's biblical. When your house is built on the kingdom of God, everything, everything will flourish. Matthew 6, 33. Seek the kingdom of God <laughs> above all else. When you're building the house, the first thing you got to worry about is the foundation. Before you worry about plumbing and, and furniture and all this, you can't do nothing without a foundation. So you have to seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So when your house is built on the kingdom of God, he'll freely give you wood. He'll freely give you bricks to, to put like, you can't, this is like, this is the limit. You can't do this, can't do that. These are my standards. This ain't just a wall. These are my boundaries. Uh-oh. This is where if I step outside of the line, this is where you correct me. The, oh my God. He'll freely give you this. And he'll freely give you furniture. You ain't have to. When you seek first the kingdom of God and you put your and you lay your foundation as the kingdom of God and you build your house on the kingdom of God, there is nothing you will have ever have to want for. Okay. I'm gonna take a little turn again. But um don't let your blessings be toxic. Your reaction to your blessing can make your blessing toxic. Don't let your blessing poison your personality. Don't be prideful. We're about to get out of here, I promise you. Yeah, I promise you, we're about to get up out of here.
don't let your blessing be toxic. You can very much intoxicate a blessing. You can take something that is from God and turn it and make it wicked. God can give you a platform like God has given me a platform. God can give you a platform and you turn that thing. And God said this, but, but you make it this. You turn it. It can be toxic. It can be turned. Your reaction to your blessing can make your blessing toxic. If you begin to get prideful and arrogant, that can make your blessing very much toxic. Oh, God. Okay, let me do this. Pride is one of the toxins that can poison your position. What poison saws position? Answer. What poison saws position? It was his disobedience to God. God told him to kill all the sinners, but he let the animal slide. That's disobedience. He was disobedient to God. And his position got taken away. Okay. Let's go to Proverbs 6, 18. Proverbs 16, 18 through 19. And we about to get up out of here for real. Because I'm hungry. I woke up at 98. Um. Pride comes before destruction. Anytime, anytime somebody gets prideful, just know destruction is coming. And an arrogant spirit before I fall. Better to be lowly in spirit or humble. Better to be lowly, lowly of spirit with the humble than to divide the plunder with the the proud let's go to Proverbs 16 it's 5 just go up it says um it says um everyone who is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord be assured he will not go unpunished you get prideful you gonna get punished Period. This is simple as that. You be prideful, you're going to get punished. Okay, let's do this. Alright. Um, pride poisons your personality. And your prideful personality can poison your position. Pride poisons your personality. And your prideful personality can poison your position. Satan got prideful. Pride poisoned his personality and he said, this worship belongs to me. Pride poisoned his personality and his prideful poisoned personality poisoned his position in heaven. He got kicked out of heaven and got sent to hell because pride poisoned his personality and his prideful personality poisoned his position it's like somebody it's like when God gives you a miracle because this happened to me this year 
God brought back a friendship and I low-key got prideful. Not even low-key, high-key. Got prideful to the point to where when other people would text me, they would be like, hey, what you want? You're, where did that come from? Pride started poisoning my personality. Even though when you actually talk to me, see, my friends will say I'm mean. I ain't mean. I'm nice. But, but my por my personality was poisoned. Mm -hmm. Pride poisoned my personality. I addressed it. But if I didn't address it, it would have poisoned my position. God give you a blessing. You get arrogant. Somebody trying to talk to you. Hey, how you doing? And you get arrogant and start, what you, I'm just trying to have a conversation with you. Last point of the day, we getting out of here. Do not, don't poison your position. In this time of where we're about to step into things and step out of things, do not poison your position. Don't do it. Do not poison your position. And do not overstay your visit. Stay your full time's length. Don't poison your position and don't overstay your visit. It's as simple as that. Don't, just don't do it. Do not poison your position. Pride. Disobedience, selfishness. I'm gonna talk about some of this stuff next year too. But these are some of the, these are three of the many toxins that can poison your position in a place of where God put you. Cause God don't tolerate sin, period. But you mess around and get prideful too long, your position is going to get taken away because of the poison that got to it. Alright? Don't poison your position. Don't do that. Next week's message is going to be a, a lot shorter. How long have I been recording this for? Two hours. I ain't ever preached for two hours. Preached for two. See, see, I already knew. I already knew this message was gonna be long. I'm like, I thought. I literally. I told my friend. I said the minimum is gonna be an hour, thirty minutes minimum. We over here at two hours, but um, do not poison your position. All right, it is. It's it's really really sad sad to see um people. Stepping into positions and then something happens <clears throat> and something happens and then they position gets taken away because they poison their own position. You see many pastors rise and many pastors fall. But it's all because they poisoned. And some, sometimes it's a setup. But do what you can do to prevent somebody from poisoning 
your position and from uh, uh, do all you can to prevent yourself from poisoning your position. You you can control it. Don't poison your position. Don't do it. <laughs> um in the next couple weeks, we got how many more weeks of this year we got? Um got two more weeks of the year. Two more Sundays of the year. Um get a blueprint of what we're building next year. And this whole transition thing, you may not even step into cuz cuz remember, David was a young man when he was anointed king. But he didn't step into the role of king till he was 30. So so it's going to be some time. Don't poison it. Don't don't mm -mm. Don't do that. Also, next year is the year of construction and all this other stuff. Um, don't invite. Let me say it like this. Don't bring none of your old furniture to this new house. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because on default, that our old house, our old houses were full of sin. Do not bring any old furniture to this new house, to this new place, to this new job, to this new position. Don't do it. It would be very ignorant for you to see and understand and fully comprehend what God is trying to do. But you just don't care. And you just, I do what I want to do. Okay. You're going to be right here this time next year. I don't know about y'all, but this time next year, I'm not going to be on ground zero. I'm going to be on floor 100. Because I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm taking this stuff seriously, man. Because I don't want to end up being another Saul. I want to end up being found faithful. David was found faithful. He was he was faithful to his father's sheep and go. He was found faithful. I want to be one of the ones that are found faithful. I don't want to have to get faithful. I want to be found faithful. And um, yeah, this next year gonna be a fun one. Um, next next week it's gonna be shorter, and then the week after that we're gonna do Christmas, and then January first we're gonna do uh uh construction twenty twenty three, and um yeah, so let me catch y'all next week. Um, don't poison your position. All right, let me catch y'all next week. Peace.